How does long distance help your relationship? Why do folks really not understand the B in LGBTIQ? Also, why is it so hard to date men sometimes? This is basically life, looking at queer sex, love, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugo. Hi, my name is Ophelia, and I am a menace to my enemies. That's Ophelia, pronouns she, her. Ophelia is a human rights lawyer, queer feminist, and a writer. She's a dope legal mind and is passionate about using the law to improve the lives of women and other marginalized groups. Ms. O lives in Kampala, Uganda, where she stays roaming the Twitter streets. But apparently she also reads and spends time with friends for fun and for the revolution. I love this honey because she has drinks with me when she's in town. Well, it depends if she's seeing Bay during that time or not start the podcast because night we had enough space for it to be cut nicely okay ophelia my baby are you good how are you i'm good um surviving a pandemic and other historical events um yeah surprisingly still alive in this very strange time yeah. how are you tiff how am i i don't even know bruh how do, do we even know like, I, I think to some people, I'm really good. And to some people, I'm a terrible, hot, damn mess. Like, my, my pole dancing teacher today was telling me how dark I am. And I'm like, oh, I, I thought I was in a really good space. But hey, clearly, I did not know. But no, my baby, I've been trying to get you on this podcast for like how long now? I think I've been trying to get uh, you on anything I since know. the days of the wildness. From the beginning, I've been your day one podcast listener but somehow managing to dodge being on the podcast no now here okay. i am no it's okay i see you i see you you mm. are seen and you are judged so now you know today we have to talk about dating relationshiping and how you are a lover of things so please just i feel like one of our first engagements was about your dating history so please just tell me a little bit about where you're coming from with your dating what you think about what your dating history is what your dating mo is just tell me about your dating my baby Ah, so you're not going to tell everybody about my 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 days of calling you crying. No, I I would I would okay. Please, I that's, would that's for us. You eh? Tell me. Okay. No, you can tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, do you remember those voice notes? <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, so tell us a little um, bit about your dating history. What you identify as etika. Okay, so I um hmm many things but i think that the, the the one that has stuck for a bit longer is bisexual but i didn't start out like this um i i people find this very surprising but i went to catholic school um <laughs> for six years i love that for you <laughs> i love what i'm talking about when i say people find it surprising because i was like did you <laughs> and i was yeah i was very active you know minister of religious affairs um yeah all the things i was a very very religious young person mm -hmm. and so i didn't really start dating until much later and of course obviously um strict parents you know that vibe mm -hmm. and when i said dating um i said dating well men because yeah heteronormativity also they're so accessible and shame they're everywhere also the, and they're so easy you know they you don't even so have to easy. you don't have <laughs> You don't have to beg. I said dating men. <laughs> I said dating men around uni. Um, you know, there was um, 
Hmm, good experiences, not so good experiences. Uh, but overall, I dated a lot, especially at uni. Um, I see some people casually, I see some people seriously, some casual things turned into serious things. And I was like, um, um, what, 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 what? what? Am I in a relationship with what, this? What was a side <laughs> hoe catching main hoe feelings? Is that what was happening to you? <laughs> No, like I'm trying to have a whole face. And then someone is like, you, you always live immediately after. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I'm a person also. Like, let's let's be together. I'm like, okay, fine, fuck it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Yeah, so I dated quite a bit. I dated um, some older older people. Mm-hmm. And now I think about it, I'm like, I had no business at 20 dating somebody who was like 20 years my senior. And at the time, 20 I years. So I thought so you were going to say 25. He was uh, 20 years no. your senior. Yeah, like, a f- I mean, I don't know. It's weird now. Eh? At the time, it, I didn't think it was weird. No, you but see, it, right? Now, now, now I'm just like, what? Now we have the politics, though, to be like, mm, that power dynamic is sketchy at best. Like, sketchy yeah. at best. Wait, so how did, how did you end up, was this just one person or was it a series of people? Because I went through that phase as well where I was like, oh, older guys, but it was when I was, like, young. So it, technically it was borderline illegal. Actually, it was illegal because I was, like, 15 <laughs> and they were, like, 20-something. And now I'm okay. like, I'm like mm, you sketchy <laughs> niggas. Okay, so you dated some casuals, and then how did you progress yeah. on? Yeah, so, yeah, the, the, the older one was just one, and then after that, I was like, no thanks. But anyway, um, at some point, T, I started, uh, I realized that I actually really liked women, and it was very surprising to me. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, Plus no, that's twist. new. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that coming. Um. Yeah, and so I said dating women, um, that was very rough at the beginning, like really, really rough. Um, I wasn't good at it, and I don't know if I don't know if the people that I was with were also good at it. But I think it was good at it. I think it was mostly me. I think I was carrying a lot of my heteronormative things into it. Um either and also I was mostly dating straight women. And to be fair, I could have been classified as one myself. So I really should admit your instance. Wait, so you were a straight woman. Okay, actually, this is a very good question. At what point were you no longer a straight woman dating other straight women? Because by the second or third one, sis, ma'am, you like, you gotta, but you still identified as straight, but you you were dating other straight women. Yeah, I was just like the cool girl who could kiss other girls and could do threesomes and things like that. But I wasn't like politically identifying with the gays. I was like, um, no. Um, I was still uh, trying to get married to a man, raise a few babies, you know. So I, I, it was just like this edgy thing that I was doing. Like, oh yeah, sometimes I kiss girls and then sometimes I go and date with girls, you know, for fun. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, it was this weird thing where we would um, would be friends, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like publicly we are friends or we are besties or we are whatever. And then mm-hmm. we are like, 
either hiding. I don't know. It was it was weird. It, it was, was weird. Good. Like we were both, yeah. And and then when I when I finally decided that I didn't want to be in the closet anymore, the person I was seeing wasn't happy with that turn of events because I think that she was still very much in the place that I was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like she like I I th- so you had a coming yeah, out it, without it, her having a coming out, essentially. Yes, yes. I, I, I think I, I, I met a few people, um, especially when I said to get more into like my political work and my um, readings and things like that. When I realized that I didn't have to be straight, like nobody was beating me. Like no one was beating you. <laughs> it was not by force. I didn't have to be straight. And I think that that shift um, didn't go well. So, <sighs> At the time I was, I was, I was, I was seeing two people, both of whom thought that I was straight. Um, one of them was a man, one of them was a woman. And both Wait, of them so thought you that were, I was straight. But this was not ethically, um, right? They didn't know it about was it. ethically. It was Wait. they both knew about each other. Wait, you've been ethically non-monogamous for a hot damn minute. When wait, when was this? Uh, this was, I think we agreed. So I said saying this man may be about 20. I don't know what years I anymore. 2015, I think. Whoa. And we decided to be um, non-monogamous around 2016. Okay. 2017. All right. So around the time when non-monogamy about was coming up. Because okay? you know there was a time when non-monogamy was getting cute. I think when it was, it was about cool. 20, yes, it was about 2015, 2016. Was this around the time yeah. when we met? I think so. I, I think we met in 20... No, I think me and you met in 2018. Oh, I feel like I've known you for so long. I was even in, in setting right? it your past life. that way. Okay. So <laughs> then you had like a coming out and you were like, these are the vibes. And she was like, mm, that's not my jive. Yeah, no, both of them were just like, no thanks. Um, I think even the that, dude was like, no thanks. Yeah, I think that dude I was doing like, um, like a cute... It was like a cute, oh, let's see other people for fun kind of thing. And of course, I was very bad at non-monogamy at that time. Knew nothing about, like, knew very little about, like, discussing things in detail, about communication, about Mm -hmm. boundaries. Mm -hmm. So we're just, like, stumbling along. And I think that we had different understandings of what we're doing. So I was, like, very much falling in love with this other person. And for him, he thought I was just, like, experimenting. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she thought that we were always going to be like these besties who, you know, sort of like the besties, like <laughs> that the historians talk about. They lived together yeah. for 20 years uh-huh. and were buried exactly. next to each other, but were best friends. They were because, just, they were just really good friends, but would be the ones who like both marry men and then um, act like none of this is happening. So, okay. it, it, yeah, like I reached a point where I was, I was it was it was getting like really weird for me because i i wanted i wanted something different and i wasn't i i wasn't um i didn't have the right company to take me to where i wanted to be okay, okay. <laughs> you are not surrounded by the right squad yeah yeah okay. i wasn't okay so yeah. actually, so, so now, mm-hmm. oh wait no mm-hmm. i know finish the story because i was going to now ask you where you're at now but i feel there's more there's more no in short it ended in tears <laughs> Oh my days. <laughs> As the internet said. In short, it ended in t- so wait, what happened? Did you break up with everyone? What were like what cutted? 
Yeah, that's what happened. I broke up with everyone. And then um, I was a mess for months. Um, and then I didn't die. And I was like, oh, I'm even so though we always, we always feel we're going to die when it's a breakup hit. Yo, I was convinced I was going to die. You're like, this is like how it ends. This is, I was like, this is ends. the end. And I, I, I felt so ridiculous. I was like, after all these years of like surviving all kinds of things, and I'm going to die from breakups. Yeah, from breakups. <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? It was such a mess. But, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, when I look back on it, I feel like, why did I think I was going to die? Because it's not serious. But at the time, it was very serious. But, you know, breakups always have to be that serious, though. Like, I went through a breakup like a year ago, and I was convinced. Those days, I'd wake up, and I'm like, am I dead? No, no, no. Oh, wait. Sipu's here. She's breathing. Maybe we died together somehow. Like it was a mess. Oh, it was a mess. So can I ask, was the breakup with your partner of a million years or was was it with someone else? Oh, it was with someone else. Non-monogamy is the ghetto. What is it like? What is it like to go through a breakup when you're in a relationship? I mean, of course you you can't tell me like everything, but like are you okay? I can tell you, bro. I can't be asking people to come on this podcast and then I start being sketchy. Um also being interviewed by on my own podcast. Okay, cool. Uh No, it was it was wild. It was wild because you can't stop the flow of emotions because also we live in such close quarters. Um, So we can't stop the flow of emotions. But Sipu handled it with such grace and such loveliness. At one point, it got so overwhelming. Um, My best friend was like, you need to come to Cape Town and let your homie breathe. Let your partner breathe because now I'm waking up. Tiff has anxiety because you know you also have to have the anxiety, right? Did you have the anxiety attacks? Mm, so you gotta have mm, the anxiety attacks. Oh, of course, attack, oh, of of course. Sleep. I, I would wake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or would you wake yeah, up as well yeah. in the middle of the night? Yeah, I, I didn't. Sleep. I wasn't sleeping. Okay. I spent most of my time on Twitter. People are like, "How do you have eleven thousand followers?" Um, I went through breakups and I went I tweeted every day, <laughs> every day. People had every no choice but to follow me. They were like, "What the fuck is this? Like, train wreck? What the fuck is so for me, there was just a lot of crying. There was a lot of, so it's, it's as if um, it felt like she was holding me through like the death of someone as opposed to a breakup. Right. So like, and, and it's still, and it would, I would still talk about this person. I'd still be triggered. And because I was working with this person before meetings, I'm throwing up because my anxiety has wilded out. Oh, it was terrible. Um, but then also oh, having, a, having, um, like my best friend. So like even during that time, my best friend and I's relationship shifted like monumentally because we'd been best friends for like 13 years, but I'd always been the one showing up for her. All of a sudden yeah. I am non-functioning. Like I, I love my homie uh-huh. and I know she ate that shit up. She was just like, yes, it's my time to shine. It's my time to shine. But yeah, it was it was deep, <laughs> so deep. Like, oh honey, I'm so sorry. That's 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 not a nice way to live. No, breakups are horrible. Breakups are horrible. But then, like now, breaking yeah. up in this, I think one of the things is with breaking up in a non-monogamous space is also leaving the other person the space to not have to hold it at times. Yeah. So like, if yeah. you can yeah. not have them hold it, then like do that. I wasn't always the best at that because like we're so close. And we were together yeah. all the time and it was a motherfucking pandemic. And we were always in lockdown. It was a lockdown. panorama. It was a panorama. It was yeah. a panini. And we were in lockdown. So we're in each other's face. We're here. So like, it's not even like, you know, maybe I'm traveling for work. And so she can like breathe for like a week or so. We were here. Hey, bruh. It was a Ooh. 
hey, now we must you survive live. that you can survive anything. Yeah, no, no. That's why we're in a really good space right now. Like, yes, we're in a good Aww. space. But hashtag okay. goals. Hashtag mm-hmm. goals. Hashtag sometimes it's been a dumpster <laughs> fire. Um, but okay, now on to you <laughs> and your dating. I think like so you're dating right now, you found love and you're trying to navigate this love. And we've had some conversations about it. And one of the things that we've had the conversation about is your bisexuality cropping up in your relationship. My honey, yeah. what has that been like? Just give us a young overview of what it has been like in your, because now you're dating with proper politics, ne? So you're having a uh-huh. you're trying to be an adult. Uh. Like, you know, you, you Kimberly Crenshawing this shit with your intersectionality. I'm theorizing. You're theorizing. What? You're taking it to the next level. Tell me what dating has been like. You know, uh, from as the B. Um, yes. I I think it's 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 one of the it's one of the strangest things. I I, I know that the B is there for a reason. <laughs> I know that B is there for a reason. But there isn't enough like information about or like experiences i think i can count the number of people that i have um like related with talked to who are bisexual um whether you know like whether they identify as men or women or non-binary i think it's just like well minority in a minority yeah that's that's a great way to put it i feel like a minority in a minority (laughs) i have a hard time like putting across this thing to people who are not bisexual. And I, I, I mean, maybe that may be true for everybody else, for like lesbians, for like gay oh, people. Oh, please, the gays are but... so understood. Forget the gays. And the lesbians are also understood. Forget them too. It's fine. Thank you. Like, it's, it's you know, it's um, so trigger <laughs> warning for like, <laughs> it's going to be it's such a random conversation, but trigger warning for like, <laughs> um, how do you how would you first trigger warnings? Um, I'm not good at this. Anyway, let me just go ahead. This is a very good experience. Let me put it like that. So uh, someone outed me to my parents. Um, what? Pretty recently, and I, my mom just kept asking me like, "Why can't you be normal?" And <laughs> whoa! And I was like, and I was like, "That's a really good question, sis. Like, why can't I be normal? Because I think that it would be easier." for her and for everybody else who has known me if I was either like gay so they know like this one has never liked boys or or a straight girl straight so like and I really understood her confusion like she was just like which is it like you have to choose (laughs) what you have to choose so that's like you can't thing of you have to choose because you can't you can't have everyone you can't have everything you can't have ice cream and bacon you can't have like yeah, everything. Just like, what what like, do you no, want? That, it doesn't. It doesn't gel. It doesn't make sense. And I think I think that that's uh, a struggle that I had within myself, even you know before I came out as bisexual. Um, and I, 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 I never know how to put it across. And I have I have had a hard time with it in all my talking stages, dating, and. Serious relationships, not so serious relationships, everything. It's it's always if I mean it's either I'm being fetishized, obviously, mm-hmm. by our cishet men friends, mm-hmm. or I'm being like um like completely misunderstood. So of course, you know the usual boring things of oh, they're greedy, 
can pick a side mm-hmm. and decided. And you know who I blame for this who? thing? This is going to sound very petty, but I blame the English language for the word bi-weekly because the word bi-weekly <laughs> means both. It means both every two weeks and it also means twice in a week. <laughs> How is anybody supposed to know that? It's confusing. That's why they say bisexual people are confused. That is why because of I blame the English language and I blame that word in particular and by monthly as well, maybe one of those words. <laughs> it can mean both things. Why couldn't why could they pick one meaning? Anyway, maybe I'm also like a big, uh, big towards English. But anyway, yeah, it's just, it's a really weird space. Like people, they don't get it. And then of course there is the, the whole, oh, you're going to get sick. As if like oh. when you're bisexual, it means that you're constantly having sex with every single person at all times so with no protection. To, so trying to quote. You're in the town square. Available. <laughs> you are the town like, square, sis. You are the town square. <laughs> so like that whole thing of trying to quote uh, to coach even because the English language is terrible sort of like this you know health the health and wellness thing and trying to make it yeah. seem like health and wellness concerns yeah no I've had that as well like no are you taking care of yourself no 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 and I'm like sis you won't even use a dental dam but you're trying to be out here like you've got a medical degree you need to calm down because you're bisexual no. so you had that happen to you with partners where they're like yes oh, where they're like, like Exactly. So you're trying to navigate like a non-monogamy conversation and then it's like, um, it, it, it's like, yeah, you're going to get sick. Um, but Okay. Based but, on what? Like I haven't even done anything. We're just having a conversation. How am I going to get sick? Someone even told me like, oh, you're going to get AIDS. And this, this man just like said this and then walked out and slammed that door. And I was like, okay, I guess. And this was you. Was this a partner? Was this a random? I hope this was not a random. It was a partner. This was a partner. That was somebody that I'd been with for a long time. And just screams at you. You're you know, get and then walk. Yeah, off. because just because I'd said like, you know, after a long time of like, um, still seeing women and things. And I think he was waiting for the face to end and it wasn't ending. And I told him, listen, I'm, I really am bisexual. Like this is not going to like disappear. Mm-hmm. It's not a face. Like this is who I am. And then he was like, you're going to get AIDS. And I was like, what? What's the, what's the jump? <laughs> like <laughs> wait, wait, make it make sense. Yeah. Like where, how did we get from, hi, I still it's want to so see strange. women to you're going to get AIDS. Like, but it's also, it seems that partners tend to have a very visceral reaction to sort of like you sleeping with someone else who is not of the same gender. Yes. So like, you know. Yes. And I think, I, yeah, I think that like monosexuality is like a very, um, oh, it's a very ingrained thing. And it's, it's, it means that, uh, but it's also like, it's also rooted in misogyny because like bisexual women are always uh, uh, th- there's always the fear that they'll end up like with with just men mm-hmm. and like the women think is affairs the women's side is affairs so if you're dating a woman then they're going or, or maybe a person who is not a man they're going to be like oh you're you know you're going to like once you get a man you're never going to come back mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and then on the other hand bisexual men are like they're all um, they're on the way just, to be gay they're all gay yeah so they're, they're gay all they're, they're gay. hiding yeah so they, they, like, there is no scenario in which like a, a person is choosing not to not to like that like this headband because like <laughs> of course they are they are the standard. No, because also <laughs> I I think also the world is lying to themselves because I feel that a lot of the ways 
a lot of the bisexuals I've seen more and more, especially like the ones who are like a lot more politically inclined. Like for me, I always say that my bisexuality, I am bisexual, but guys, the more, the older I get, like, you know, that thing that Amanda said back in the day on the wildness, mm. politically, I just can't date men. I just, I just cannot. It's, it just seems yeah. like too much work. Right. And from yeah. what I remember with sleeping with men, the rewards, because I'm attracted <laughs> to men, right? From what I remember. I'm like, <laughs> but the rewards, I don't know, bruh. Now you come in here, you bring in dick, like, ha, ah, it makes me tired, mm. bruh. Like, it makes me tired. And there's that whole thing of, because um, I've been learning more and more about how even, like, with sexuality, you can be, you know, romantically attracted to somebody, physically attracted to somebody else. Like, like romantically yes. attracted to a group, yes. physically attracted to yes. another group. And I think that's more, because I legitimately cannot see myself falling for a man. Like I could see, I can, I can like, even right now I can see a man going down on me and like, shit, that ain't a bad image, but mm, it's all, not a bad image. It's not a bad image, but now <laughs> I think we must raise kids. I, it can't be me though. It, it just can't, it just can't. It feels like Russian roulette dating. Like, spending yeah. your life with men. Actually, I th- I think it's like for me, I think it's partnering with men. I've mm. I've never been able to like successfully partner with men. <laughs> I mean I've tried. You make I've it tried. sound like you're and, starting a company. I, <laughs> no, like I, I no I mean this in all directions. Like I've worked with men. I've not enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried dating them. I've not enjoyed that. <laughs> I've tried like being friends, like very close friends with men. I can count on my hand the number yeah. of men who I can like, this one is really like my friend. And, you know, it's nothing weird. Even just trying to like have, like just have like casual sex with men. It's always like, oh, like so many. Oh my God. Either they assume you try to marry them tomorrow or you're desperate. Or they will like hang on and pretend to be friends just for us. Like they're just really strange creatures. Me. And I don't know if it's because like I grew up, I grew up just with around mostly women, or so. And then I went to like single sex schools, so maybe that's maybe I'm just like not equipped for it. But mm-hmm. I find it very exhausting. But that doesn't mean that I don't find some of them attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just very that... difficult terrain to to navigate. Like not to say that yeah, we're not perfect, because yeah. the older I guess, the more like, what an eternal wow! Even you, these women, hey, like mm. I'm I'm just holding up a how, out hope for GNC folks, because they might have to be the standard. Because what a wow, guys! Everyone's loud. <laughs> Like, I'm not even sure. GNCs are the ones. That's where it's at. I think people who are, like, living outside of gender, I think that's where it's at. I think there's a gender, like, non-binary GNC people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that's where, I think that's where freedom is going to come from. (sighs) Until they get power and then now they start acting wrong. (laughs) But, okay. (laughs) Okay, so now you are non-monogamous, I'm presuming. And you're also in a long-distance relationship. Huh? Uh-huh. Now uh-huh. we and it, when talking about intersectionality, I mean, I'm but I'm, I'm not non-monogamous right now. Oh shoot, are you monogamous at, at the moment? Yes, I am. What? I oh right? my gosh! Wait a second. Wait wait a damn second. Wait a second. What? Right? Weren't you guys always non-monogamous? Wait a damn. No, we we'll been monogamous. I've made of your entire relationship. How long have y'all been together now? Two years of, of of monogamy of monogamy. Two years of monogamy. Two years wait of monogamy. A, so wait, how have you guys been like navigating that? Because you're, 
I you're non monogamous. In a panini, bruh. In a panini press. Oh, it's been rough. It's been rough. Um, yeah. my, part, my partner is very private, so I won't divulge too much too of much. our conversations. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been two years. It's been it's been hard. I'm not going to say it's been like oh roses every day. It's been hard, but it's also been like really fulfilling. I think it's it's probably the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. I love um, that for you. Uh, Probably because before I like fully committed to it, I first went to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy, my people. Go I, to therapy. Go to therapy. No, because I told this person, like, I like you. You know, you know, as lesbians, we're usually in a hurry. So I told them, like, no I like time. you. I want to be with you. But I really need to get my life in order first. Because it had been a few, it had been a, a, a number of months, actually, for my last, for my breakups. Mm-hmm. So I like maybe eight months, but I still felt like off kilter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I think let me just take this to a professional first. Eh? Have them like cut this thing open and then see what's going on. See what's cutting. And yeah, I think I think that like completely changed the trajectory of of this relationship. I think we're going to relationships with so much of our stuff, obviously. Like you carry all your baggage, all your shit, all mm-hmm. you, and then you bring to this other person. And we don't give like new things a chance. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been challenging, but above all things, it's been like an amazing journey. Um I think long distance really taught us how to like genuinely connect with each other. Because I think when I think for me at least in my relationships, I would have like would be like, oh, let's go this, let's go do this, let's go do this, let's go hang here, let's go. And I'm a very extroverted person, so that's my whole personality. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this is just like sustained by conversations, and we've had so many conversations. I think my phone can call them in in, in its sleep. It can be like, hey, I know who's calling. Just pick it up. Just because <laughs> we worry. we talk all the time. We like we 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 just have like a really deep connection that is. I never thought it was possible for me to connect with someone that I barely see and like just really enjoy like being in their life and then being in mine. It's yeah, it's it's really amazing. Oh. Would recommend. Oh. oh my gosh, that's so lovely. Distance can really give people the absolute business, like the absolute, absolute business where you you find that without the physical part of it things start falling apart and they don't see that there's so much you can get from like the emotional connection and just figuring out ways to actually communicate because people don't know how to communicate hey hey it's hard it's hard communication is hard i struggle with communication and yet i've been bragging about how much i learned in therapy it's hard because (laughs) it it requires you to be vulnerable Uh, first of all you have to first like make like make peace with the thing within your own heart like to be like oh i'm feeling this way right now and then be able to communicate that you know that the person will actually hear what you're saying and not what they um think you're saying or what they maybe assume you're going to say you know it's it's not easy it's it's, not it's easy. really hard work and it takes yeah, so long but... as well i think that's what people don't understand that you think that you have one good conversation and now suddenly you guys are just orators, Obama style or something. Mm-mm. 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 
I've been with this woman 11 years and I think three days ago we misunderstood each other. Three days ago. <laughs> ah, bruh. When does it like level out? <laughs> oh, mess. Oh, mess. Yeah, because we are growing and changing and, and you know, and we sometimes you forget, you know, yeah. you think you said something well and then you haven't said it well or someone tells you something and then you just, you know, in through one ear, out through the next and you don't really hear them until it comes over again. The person's like, but I, but I said, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you did say. <laughs> so, it's, it, oh, yeah. yeah, and it's not something that we learn early enough. So, it's that we, we struggle with, we're all struggling through it. So, I think, you, you know, you just have to like, what I've learned, I think, is to give, to give grace, um, you know, to accept that <laughs> you know people are people, people and yeah some, sometimes we'll say things that we don't mean sometimes we'll say things you know that you know yeah so we're just learning and you just have to keep at it and yeah keep your ears and your heart open and yeah the information would eventually like stick oh, I love you that is such a deep and beautiful note to end on So I used, season one, I didn't do this thing where I asked people where they can find other people on social media. I only realized seven episodes in and it was too late to go back. So where can people find you on social media? Um, they Clearly can on find Twitter. me <laughs> on Twitter. Um, I, I, I don't want my Instagram to be open anymore because I found my pictures on some random blog because you cannot have no boundaries. But... <laughs> What? But... <laughs> But my Twitter handle is at K underscore Ophelia. I tweet mostly nonsense, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. You know, I like to talk about the revolution, food, TV shows, nonsense. Crap, so, yeah. Oh, I love Anytime. you. I love you. Thank yeah. you for I love being you here, too, my baby. Too. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. No, next time we're doing it in person, live and in living color. Once, oh, yes. Uh, what's it? Not SARS. Once Home Affairs gets off your dick, homie. Yeah. Oh, my God. They need to, they need to leave me alone. They I'm tired. They leave you alone. Okay. I love you. Yeah. I love you, T. Hello. Okay. I love you. Yeah. I love you, T. I love me. Somophilia. like i love that one hey as i said it's for dranks all the time it's for dranks so one thing i don't love is biphobia and all the nonsense that comes with it so i'm gonna drop some wisdom on you because you know what when we know better we do better so monosexuality is a term often used in academia as a direct contrast to bisexuality to be monosexual means to be sexually and or romantically attracted to only one sex or gender So whether you are a homosexual or heterosexual, you are monosexual. But if you identify as bi, pan, fluid, or queer, then you are considered non-monosexual. Thing is, the major sexualities, i.e. being straight, gay, lesbian, you know, the big three, all fall within the monosexual framework, but a whole bunch actually do not. Now, there's a whole debate as to whether the use of this term is okay because some say that it implies that gay and lesbian folks are experiencing straight privilege by being bunched in with straight people. But you can also see it as more of an umbrella term for what is seen as the quote-unquote norm, i.e. picking a side. And that is actually something that brings up a whole lot of discrimination both within and without the community. Without, I think that's the phrase. Basically, during the people and outside of the people, okay? And then when you start thinking about this and you start thinking about the terms of ways 
the terms of ways terrible phrase but the ways in which people desire and the ways in which people want and the ways in which people interact you start seeing that there's a whole whole bunch of people who actually fall outside of the monosexual framework because folks can have different vibes right so for example you can be romantically into men but want to fuck gender queer people automatically now you're doing non-monosexual things so when thinking about the way sexuality is evolving and allowing for folks to have different types of attraction and desire and relationships you will often find that you are finding fewer and fewer people who are monosexual which then brings up the whole thing why are we hating why are we hating from outside the club why are we hating from outside the club we need to actually start like actually tackling the ways in which this sort of predominance in our minds of monosexuality like plays out in biphobia i've never really heard the phrase panphobia but i'm sure it like plays out in all of those things in queerphobia and that whole thing of like oh because you're sleeping with other genders now you're a hot mess and one person was even telling me how they were called a slut i was once called dirty we need to stop being like this guys we need to stop being like this and if you have insecurities about who your partner is sleeping with voice that don't make it a them problem that's a you problem homie so stop it (sighs) okay bring myself to myself this is still basically life and i am your host tiff mugo telling you to calm your tits life is not always that complicated Go to at basicallylife underscore pod for great content on Instagram and TikTok. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can show your support and love for the podcast by liking, leaving a review, subscribing, and sharing episodes with your friends, family, and squad. Also, email us at basicallypod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Best believe that this podcast is still produced by Hala Africa Productions and is sound engineered and musically compiled by yours truly, Mbali Aketelo of Chosen Flower Collections.